0: The Red Etten of the Blue Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Alexander. The Blue Fairy Book by Andrew Lang. The Red Etten. The Red Etten. The Brains Two Widows that lived in a small bit of ground which they rented from a farmer. "'Ain of them had twa sons, and the other had ain. "'And by and by it was time for the wife that had twa sons "'to send them away to seek their fortune. "'So she told her eldest son one day to take a can "'and bring her water from the well, "'that she might make a cake for him, "'and however much or however little water he might bring, "'the cake would be great or small accordingly, "'and that cake was to be all that she could give him "'when he went on his travels.' The lad get away with the can to the well and filled it with water, and then came away him again. But the can being broken, the mace part of the water had run out before he got back, so his cake was very small. Yet, small as it was, his mother asked if he was willing to take the half of it were blessing, telling him that if he chose rather to have the hail, he would only get it with her curse, the young man, thinking he might he to travel a far way and not knowing when or how he might get other provisions, said he'd like to eat the hail cake. Come his mother's malison what may. So she gave him the hail cake and her malison a lying wait. Then he took his brother aside and gave him a knife to keep till he should come back, desiring him to look at it every morning. And as long as it continued to be clear, then he might be sure that the owner of it was well. But if it grew dim and rusty... "'and for certain some ill had befallen him. "'So the young man set out to seek his fortune. "'And he get o' that day and all the next day, "'and on the third day in the afternoon "'he came up to where a shepherd was sitting "'with a flock of sheep. "'And he get up to the shepherd and asked him "'what the sheep belonged to.' "'And the man answered, "'The Red Etten of Ireland, "'and slived in Billy Gam, "'and stole King Malcolm's daughter, "'the King of Fair Scotland.' "'He beats her, he binds her, he lays her on a band, "'and every night he dings her with a bright silver wand, "'like Julian the Roman. "'He's one that fears no man. "'It's said there's ain't predestinate to be his mortal foe, "'but that man is yet unborn, lying may it be so.' The "'Young man then went on his journey, "'and he had not gone far when he espied an old man "'with white locks herding a flock of swine, "'and he get up to him and he asked—' Whose swine were these? When the man answered, The red Etten of Ireland. thence lived in Billygam, And stole King Malcolm's daughter, The King of Fair Scotland. He beats her, he binds her, He lays her in a band, And every day he dings her With a bright silver wand. Like Julian the Roman, He's one that fears no man. It's said there's ain predestinate To be his mortal foe, But that man is yet unborn, And lang may it be so. Then the young man gade on a bit further and came to another very old man, herding goats. And when he asked whose goats they were, the answer was, The Red Etten of Ireland, and lived in Billy and Stowe, King Malcolm's daughter, the King of Fair Scotland. He beats her, he binds her, he lays her on a band, and every night he dings her with a bright silver wand. Like Julian the Roman, he's one that fears no man. It said there's ain't predestinate to be his mortal foe, "'but that man is yet unborn, and lying may it be so. "'This old man also told him to beware of the next beasts that he should meet, "'for they were of a very different kind from any he had yet seen. "'So the young man went on, and by and by he saw a multitude of very dreadful beasts, "'ilk, ain't of them, with twa' heeds, and on every heed four horns.' And he was sore frightened, and ran away from them as fast as he could, and glad was he when he came to a castle that stood in a hillock with a door standing wide to the wall. And he got into the castle for shelter, and there he saw an old wife sitting beside the kitchen fire. He asked the wife if he might stay there for the night as he was tired, with a long journey, and the wife said he might, but it was not a good place for him to be in, as it belonged to the Red Etten who was a very terrible beast, with three heads, that spared no living man he could get hold of. The young man would have gone away, but he was afraid of the beasts on the outside of the castle, so he beseeched the old woman to conceal him as well she could, and not to tell the Eton he was there. He thought if he could put over the night, he might get away in the morning without meeting with the beasts and so escape. But he had not been long in his hidey-hole. "'before the awful Etten came in, "'and nae sooner was he in than he was heard crying, "'Snook, but, and snook, Ben, "'I find the smell of an earthly man. "'Be he living or be he dead, "'his heart this night shall kitchen my bread.' "'The monster soon found the poor young man "'and pulled him from his hole, "'and when he'd got him out he told him "'that if he could answer him three questions "'his life would be spared.' The first was whether Ireland or Scotland was first inhabited, the second was whether man was made for woman or woman for man, and the third was whether men or brutes were made first. The lad, not being able to answer one of these questions, the red eton took a mace and knocked him on the head and turned him into a pillar of stone. On the morning after this happened, the younger brother took out the knife to look at, and he was grieved to find it, all brown with rust. He told his mother that the time now had come for him to go away in his travels also. So she requested him to take the can to the well for water, that she might bake a cake for him. The can being broken, he brought him as little water as the other had done, and the cake was as little. She asked whether he would have the hail cake where Mallison. "'or the half-wear blessing, and like his brother, "'he thought it best to have the hail-cake, come with the Alison, what might. "'So he gaed away, and everything happened to him that had happened to his brother. "'The other widow and her son heard of all that had happened frae a fairy, "'and the young man determined that he would also go upon his travels "'and see if he could do anything to relieve his twa' friends.' So his mother gave him a can to go to the well and bring home water that she might make him a cake for his journey. And he gave, and as he was bringing him the water, a raven, an hour when he said, cried to him to look. And he would see that the water was running out. And he was a young man of sense. And seeing the water running out, he took some clay and patched up the holes. So he brought home enough water to make a large cake. "'When his mother put it to him to take the half-cake we're blessing, "'he took it in preference to having the hail we're malison "'and yet the half was bigger than what the other lads had got altogether. "'So he get away in his journey, "'and after he travelled a fair way he met with an old woman "'that asked him if he would give her a bit of his bannock, "'and he said he'd gladly do that, so he gave her a piece of the bannock, "'and for that she gave him a magical wand.' that she said might yet be of service to him if he took care to use it rightly. Then the old woman who was a fairy told him a great deal that would happen to him and what he ought to do in all circumstances, and after that she vanished in an instant out of his sight. He gave on a great way further, and then he came to the old man herding the sheep, and when he asked whose sheep these were, the answer was, The Red Eton of Ireland, and Slith in "'and stole King Malcolm's daughter, the King of Fair Scotland. "'He beats her, he binds her, he lays her on a band, "'and every day he dings her with a bright silver wand. "'And like Julian the Roman, he's one that fears no man, "'but now I fear his end is near, and destiny at hand. "'And you're to be, I plainly see, the heir of all his land.' "'The young man then went on his journey.' he had not gone far when he espied an old man with white locks, herding a flock of swine. And he get up to him, and he asked whose swine these were. When the man answered, The red Etten of Ireland enslived in Bellingham and stole King Malcolm's daughter, the King of Fierce Scotland. He beats her, he binds her, he lays her in a band, and every day he dings her with a bright silver wand. Like Julian the Roman, he's one that fears no man. But now I hear his end is near, and... "'Destiny at hand, and you're to be, I plainly see, the heir o' this land.' "'Then the young man get on a bit further, "'and came to another very old man herding goats. "'And when he asked whose goats they were, the answer was, "'The Red Etting of Ireland. Ance lived in Billy and stole King Malcolm's daughter, "'the King of Fair Scotland. "'He beats her, he binds her, he lays her on a band, "'and every day he dings her wi' a bright silver wand.' Like Julian the Roman, he's one that fears no man, but now I fear his end is near, and destiny at hand, and you're to be, I plainly see, the heir of all his land. This old man also told him to beware of the next beasts that he should meet, for they were of a very different kind from any he had yet seen. When he came to the place where the monstrous beasts were standing, he did not stop nor run away, but went boldly through among them. One came up, roaring with an open mouth to devour him, when he struck it with his wand and laid it in an instant dead at his feet. He soon came to the Eton's castle, where he knocked and was admitted. The old woman that sat by the fire warned him of the terrible Eton and what had been the fate of the two brothers, but he was not to be daunted. THE MONSTER SOON CAME IN, SAYING, "Snoke, BUTT AND snoke, BEN, I FIND THE SMELL OF AN EARTHLY MAN, BE HE LIVING OR BE HE DEAD, HIS HEART SHALL BE KITCHEN TO MY BREAD. HE QUICKLY ESPIED THE YOUNG MAN AND BADE HIM COME FORTH ON THE FLOOR, AND THEN HE PUT THE THREE QUESTIONS TO HIM. BUT THE YOUNG MAN HAD BEEN TOLD EVERYTHING BY THE GOOD FAIRY, SO HE WAS ABLE TO ANSWER ALL THE QUESTIONS. When the Etten found this, he knew his power was gone. The young man then took up the axe and hewed off the monster's three heads. He next asked the old woman to show him where the king's daughter lay, and the old woman took him upstairs and opened a great many doors, and out of every door came a beautiful lady, who had been imprisoned there by the Etten, and in of these ladies was the king's daughter. She also took him down into a low room, and there... "'stood two stone pillars "'that he had only to touch with his wand "'when his two friends and neighbours started into life. "'And the hail of the prisoners were overjoyed at their deliverance, "'which they all acknowledged to be owing to the prudent young man. "'Next day they all set out for the king's court "'and a gallant company they made. "'And the king married his daughter to the young man that had delivered her "'and gave a noble's daughter to Elkin of the other men.' So they all lived happily all the rest of their days. Chambers, Popular Traditions of Scotland. End of the Red Etten. Recording by Marianne Alexander dot net